0: Are you aware? I wrote a book. Of course you are, unless you're a first-time listener. I wrote a book called I'd Rather Talk to Dead People about my experiences at some of the most notoriously haunted locations in the world. Find out why Johnny G's Beat says one of my 2020 favorites, or why Christina says wonderfully written and exciting. Katie says it's one of her best reads ever. Corey says it's paranormal investigating with heart, head on over to Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com and just search "I'd Rather Talk to Dead People" by me, Kitsy Duncan. Podcast. All creepy,
1: world. Another world. Two days later.
0: Two days later. Uh, Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. It's been two days since our last (laughs) podcast.
1: (laughs) What a great opening.
0: Oh, and that podcast is Oddity Files.
1: The podcast.
0: I'm Kitsy Duncan. <laughs> and
1: I'm Nick Floyd. That podcast is Oddity Files. The podcast. Yeah. In that's case something you didn't Clayton. know, this <laughs> that's is a podcast Clayton and I
0: started because there was the TV show. So we always were like the podcast. <laughs> so you know we would clarify, even though if you were listening, you knew there was no fit. Anyway, long story longer,
1: and we're back. And we're back. I feel like you just created a new segment, though. Like weekly confessionals where we both confess something that we view as a sin for the week
0: oh god that's a whole new podcast nick at least on my end just
1: one thing just a single thing (laughs) i'm not talking about a dozen because i know we have plenty but i'm just saying like one thing like you accidentally ate an entire bag of tostitos chips in one sitting
0: oh i literally okay here's my confession Uh, we had date lunch today so chris and i are working on date nights once a week and we had date lunch today because we went to go see Loom at Newfields, which is the Indiana Museum of Art, which is mm. the Van Gogh screen environment thing. Bob, which is amazing. Yeah. And we went and grabbed sandwiches for a late lunch slash, we call it old people dinner. <laughs> and uh, we bought some Boston cream pie and brought it home and I just ate that. So mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Probably, it's
0: probably a little late for a big old piece of Boston cream pie.
1: It's fine. You'll you'll talk it all off for the next hour. That's the point of the podcast. Sure.
0: You better make me laugh the entire time. But, but you burn tons of calories that way.
1: There's no guarantees. Imagine if we like <laughs> each found if if only service was so good that we could like strap weights to our ankles and like do like the the mall walkers and just walk in podcasts at the same time
0: oh my god that would be so amazing have somebody just follow us with the camera the entire time for the patreon members oh yeah be like yeah kitsy's thighs are rubbing a little bit too much this week that boston (laughs) cream pie i'm afraid that bitch is about to start a fire
1: fire well i feel i feel like if it makes you feel any better, as far as my confessionals for the week and the last couple weeks, um, I have continuously gotten into my child's Halloween candy <laughs> during the workday. Um, it's the bonus a of lie. having
0: grown ass kids, and we don't get trick or treaters. So, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, it's been a lot. I I feel like I feel like I black out, and then I end up like. I got like Starburst wrappers here for people. (laughs) I got Hershey chocolate here. I mean, it's just unhealthy. I feel like it's everywhere. If I really look, it's there's like the evidence is not being hidden or thrown away. So I will continue those sins uh, until all of her candy is gone. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get that. I get that. And you know, if if we were actually recording this live, it would be the day after Thanksgiving. So speaking of thighs rubbing, that is like number 2 favorite holiday. Again, before Christmas, Halloween, Thanksgiving cuz goddamn the food is the best. Ah, oh, my mother's stuffing recipe is everything. So hopefully everybody didn't, you know, get in fights with family members or things like that and stuff and things. But yeah.
1: I hope not. Well, top three Thanksgiving foods. What are your top three? Stuffing. Okay. That's one.
0: Um, I make this corn pudding casserole. Corn pudding. That's yeah. Okay, is good. And of course, mashed potatoes. Fuck the turkey. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm
1: here for the sides, people. Uh, Listen, aren't we all? I feel like by the time you get to the turkey, you're so full of sides. You don't ever hear someone go. My favorite part of Thanksgiving e- is eating the turkey. It's always like stuffing, or it's always, mm-hmm. you know, uh, sweet potato casserole or whatever. You never hear like, "Oh, turkey is my favorite." Like, get the fuck mm-hmm. out! Turkey is not your favorite. You don't know no. what you're talking about. No,
0: if I if I had to choose a favorite, I would choose ham over turkey any day of the week because I do like that that like. Brown sugar ham on Christmas. My daughter-in-law host, is hosting Thanksgiving this year. God oh. love her. Her and my eldest son bought their first home. And we are in the process of selling our home. So it's a fucking mess. <laughs> so God love Mary for saying, hey, do you want me to host Thanksgiving? Because yes, girl, yes. But I'm still making the stuffing and the corn pudding and and a couple other things. So. I, f-
1: I feel like at like 28, you hit a point in your life where it, it, there's something honorable about hosting Thanksgiving at your house. Like, yeah. it feels so great. And I and even if even if family isn't coming to visit, even when I lived in Orlando before and saw my family, had the luxury of seeing them for Thanksgiving, it became a friendsgiving situation where like everyone was fighting over who could host the friendsgiving because it was still even though it wasn't thanksgiving with family it was still like hosting deal. Yeah. yeah like you were hosting it's it's just funny like traditionally speaking how it's almost like this rite of passage but one that like is enjoyable that yeah. once you hit a certain age you had you like fight because my parents, if they could decide, they would host Thanksgiving every year at their house. Yeah.
0: And I never gave anybody a choice before this, yep. but she, it was perfect time. And she's right about 28. That's hilarious. Yeah. So
1: that's the Love age. Uh, you got I, I feel like sometimes if you underestimate things, you get, you lose somebody and you're like, oh, oh, you know, it's like ne- trying to place an actor or an actress in something and you're like, oh, it's this person from this. That might not be the best thing that they're in, but you got to place them in the thing that everyone has seen, or else you'll lose Mm -hmm. everybody. you got to get it just right, or at least try. Make the effort. Exactly.
0: Chris and I were just doing that, watching CSI Miami. I was like, is that Jake Gyllenhaal? And I'm like, no, it's not. And I looked him up, and I'm like... I don't, I mean, he was in one episode of Lucifer, but I'm not sure. And then, and then I, I, I'm like, I don't know. I don't, he was only in one episode, but then I, I, I was watching it a little longer. I'm like, oh, he takes the guy who just died's place in CSI Miami. So, oh, God, that show is my jam. Horatio Kane is everything.
1: I would love, I think CSI has sort of grown with the world in that it's still delivering all the things that made it what it was for so many years. I would love... Maybe not like a Fringe, because Fringe was cool, but Fringe sort of went the way of Lost where it just kind of got a little too convoluted and weird. But I would love kind of a CSI, but taken seriously. Like something that's (laughs) that's truly like a... Maybe like a true detective, like HBO, the HBO show, maybe something like that where it's like kind of super serious and heady, but also has the sort of like cop drama elements to it or FBI type drama. I don't know. I feel like there's a market there. Like uh, Mindhunter was very reminiscent of that.
0: So good. Yeah, I did start watching the new CSI Las Vegas. I guess the Vegas one went off the air for a little bit and came back. And honestly, this is, you know, fangirl stuff, but the first time I met Scott Wilson, I was so excited to meet him because of his character from CSI, the original. Um, Talk about a magical character and a magical man. Herschel, yes, he was amazing, but that, the dad in CSI, ah, still can't miss that motherfucker. He knows it.
1: Yeah. Oh, he absolutely does. But uh, yeah, I think CSI, I guess what I'm trying to say is I miss, and X Files was also like this. Just give me television without a, like a st- structural narrative. Just give me like a flavor of the week. Give me like a yes. crime of the week or a monster of the week. I miss that kind of TV so much and there's a part of me that like all this marvel stuff i was like this is gonna be great we're gonna get sort of that whole whole, like mystery of the week type thing and it's just Mm -hmm. sometimes i just want to be able to like watch a show and it wrap the narrative up in an hour and then we move on to the next week and then we watch that it was such a 90s early 2000s thing with csi with x files and i feel like We've kind of lost sight Bones, of that. Castle, yes.
0: all of those. You could just turn it on on TNT or whatever channel it is and watch them out of order. Yeah. yeah. That's a big deal.
1: It's such a, I feel like an old form of storytelling where it's very like movie. You're watching these little micro movies and it's just so much fun because you just don't know yeah. what you're going to get.
0: Like the first four... Maybe seasons of supernatural was that, and it was everything, and it was everything this podcast is about from monsters to ghosts to not so much aliens, but you know, all the creepy creeper tins. Yeah, and and then it, it started a storyline, and I'm like, guys, I'm out. Sorry,
1: now, when people say, I mean, the diehard X Files fans, if you talk to them, a lot of the Die Hard x-files fans favorite episodes are the what they called the monster of the week episodes where it was just kind of a bottle episode it was one little thing that had nothing to do with anything it was like here's an episode about these creepy creature crawlies mm-hmm. uh and that was it and you moved on and then over time you have like shows like breaking bad and shows like the walking dead where you had the bottle episodes and people called it filler and we're like, that's not yes. filler. This It's just great. Because you can be like, I love this show. Here's a taste of the show. And you can show somebody without them having any knowledge of the characters, the show, whatever. And mm. that's how you sell people. You, it's so hard to tell someone, like, hey, watch nine seasons of this TV show without showing them something. Right. Right. I am show. in
0: season two of X-Files, which I went over. I, was, I watch them as I get ready. You know, I'm drying my hair because I always have fucking subtitles on, uh, putting makeup on, that kind of stuff. And this episode was about uh, circus freaks, so good, mm-hmm. so good. And Fox started getting a little punny and it was <laughs> glorious. So I'm still digging it. Um, Chris and I are currently watching CSI Miami from the beginning because I have such bad ADHD right now. I don't know what's wrong with me. I can't just watch one show at a time. I'm watching like three. Yeah, None of them are paranormal except for X-Files. Yeah. So, yes. I did go to a movie theater last week. Oh, I'm going on Saturday. What Yay. did you see? Well, The Eternals. Mm. Surprise! Mm. It, it wasn't bad. It, it it has a very woo-woo vibe to it. Mm-hmm. So I was down for that. Still not sure about that ending. I think I missed him saying something. And no spoilers. And I think it was everything that summed up that movie. But living room theaters. I don't know if it's a chain. Um, but we have one in Indy. And it's huh. recliners, oh. and they serve you popcorn in a ceramic bowl. It's the fanciest fucking movie theater I've ever been to in my life.
1: What a cool concept. Living room yes. theaters. How neat. I yeah, I would love something like that. But no, I'm, I'm going to the AMC on Saturday to see the new Ghostbusters, take the kiddo to see the new Ghostbusters. So. When
0: does that drop? Friday. Okay. Cool. I'll actually so we, be flying to Boston <laughs> on Friday.
1: Oh, there you go. Well, it's going to be waiting for you. Yeah. And I feel like they've completely... I thought it was a secret they were trying to keep. They were like, Bill Murray and Dan Eckert, they're back. But now I feel like they are. They have released it into the wild and they are like, hey, surprise, they're back in the movie and you're going to you it. And you get Paul Rudd. Woo. And you get Paul Rudd. It's going to be great. Yeah, um, I am
0: super stoked. That'll probably be our date night next
1: week. Back yeah, at I, living
0: room theaters.
1: <laughs> that I, I need to come there just to experience that, because it sounds like pure joy.
0: Speaking of that, we have to talk about that after we're done. No spoilers, people. So, Nick, I, I need to get you out here next year, for sure, 1 million percent. Anywho. Oh, oh. Um,
1: <laughs> oh, I'm just going to... So, r- Steamroll over that one and not yep, talk about exactly. it.
0: Exactly. Nope. I might even cut that out.
1: But <laughs> today is
0: Black Friday. And today, KJ and I have released three new events um for spirit sessions. And I'm super excited for everybody to check that out. Head to paranormalcrossroad.com. We've got a spirit session slash ghost hunt slash pizza party. At Jailhouse Pizza in Bradenburg, Kentucky. If you guys have know anything about Oddity Files, I have investigated this place a couple times. It's actually a friend of mine that owns it. So if you can make it down to Kentucky or if you're in Kentucky, if you can make it, I would love to have you. This place is absolutely amazing. I think it's one of the two places, maybe three, where I've actually busted the Ouija board out at. And it was freaky. Last time I was there, I was a little freaked out. So I might have to do a couple grounding meditations before mm. we head there in January. We're also um, going to be between Christmas and New Year's. We're going to do a spirit session and the world premiere of the season finale of Paranormal Crossroad at Scarlet Lane Brewing in mccordsville indiana so that's going to be an awesome time and then in march we are doing our live show at the athenaeum mm-hmm. where we're going to have some people on from season two and we're going to have tiffany on to do her gallery reading and then kj and i are going to do a spirit session then we're going to have a little happy hour and then we're going to go into a ghost hunt led by Unseen Press. At the Athenaeum, till like, I mean, y'all can stay till 4 a.m. I'm not, but <laughs> <laughs> I will hang out for a little bit and it's gonna be an amazing time. Oh my God, I'm so, so excited I finally get to talk about all this stuff. And then um, February, we do have a location. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be in Indianapolis in Irvington, which is my new favorite borough of Indianapolis, not going to lie. We don't have an exact date yet, but we will have that shortly. Um, It's going to be in the Old Lodge 666 in Irvington, Indianapolis, Indiana. So watch all the Paranormal Crossroads or Paranormal X Road social medias, and we'll have that announcement coming up real soon. So this place, this last place I told you about is called Hampton Designs. And I did some shopping there because we went to talk to the owner, Adam, about possibly doing something there. He does drag shows there. He does all the amazing things. And, of course, Lodge 666 is haunted as hell. Um, <clears throat> but I figured you'd get a kick out of this, Nick. I got this little prayer candle oh. with Moira dressed oh. as the Pope.
1: Of course.
0: Yes. KJ's like, um, you need this. And I also, he gave, because we're headed to Boston. Again, I know you guys get this a week later. uh, Tomorrow. So he gave KJ and I little travel packs of
1: crystals. I thought that was so sweet of him. That is such a lovely gesture.
0: I thought so too. I, I didn't know what to say. I was all like, "Vaclumped." So this package is called "What a Trip." It's got black obsidian for mystery, red oh. jasper for courage, rhodonite for energy, selenite for peace, and smoky quartz for calmness. So I hope I can get this through TSA. That's all I'm saying.
1: Oh, I'm sure it's gonna be. That'll be easy. It'll be breeze. Yeah. It'll be oh, a breeze. I,
0: one last thing, I'm so excited about this. Like last week, all of a sudden, I've seen all this stuff about petrified palm root as a crystal, and I found some, oh. and I'm so excited. Can I remember exactly what palm root is supposed to do for you? Not at the moment, but it's all good things. So maybe while Nick's telling his story, I'll find that real quick. And uh, tell you more about the Palm Road. He, his crystal collection. Oh, my God. Oh, and my necklace. I got there. Spent a little money at Hampton Designs. Um, and <laughs> My necklace says, 100% that bitch.
1: Oh, there you go.
0: But it's very subtle. I almost got the one that said, coffee whore. But I mean, like, you'd have looked at my neck and it would have said, coffee whore. You know, mm-hmm. this is like on a little plate engraved. Yeah. So. Trying to be a subtle bitch over here.
1: (laughs) Well, also, with it being Black Friday today, one of our uh, good friends of the show, Mr. Bruce Campbell, has a movie of the name Black Friday Yes. uh, with Devin Sawa, who is from Casper and Idle Hands and Chucky on USA, and then Michael Jai White, and it's all about shoppers uh, or uh, employees who work in a, a mall... A shopping center during Black Friday and some shit goes down. Uh, so that is also out, and I'm sure it's incredible.
0: Is it horror?
1: Yeah, like horror comedy. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's what Bruce is good at.
1: Oh, that's his jam. A master, a true yes master. So yes, check that out as well. Uh, after you have uh, purchased all the tickets and booked all the flights to all of the things, Paranormal <laughs> Crossroads. I love you. Thank you so much.
0: Mm. Oh, and buy my book. I'd rather talk to dead people. Available on Amazon Prime. It makes makes a, a perfect, perfect Christmas gift. Christmas gift. Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> to all your paranormal friends, your your the folks who, who love reading about the paranormal, they might not yeah. have this in their collection just yet. And there's some of the uh, the best stories and a gateway into all things uh, kitsy paranormal. And you're basically Literally. giving you're giving them the gift that keeps on giving. If we're being honest here,
0: I mean, li- I mean, the perfect gift basket would be tickets to all of these events, yeah, and a copy of my book, yeah.
1: I mean, <laughs> it's I basically can't even say that with a straight face. You're basically gifting a subscription <laughs> to, to Kitsy to Kitsy. Uh, to, I mean, to everything. You're opening up the world. You're enlightening, uh, and you're you're. Providing a cultural experience to your friends that you're gifting. Buy multiple and just give them out for Christmas.
0: I mean, why not? Why it's not, perfect.
1: People? New Year's, turn a new yeah. leaf. January sure. 1st gift. No one says that gifts need to happen only on Christmas.
0: I mean, absolutely. Like that McCordsville at Scarlet Lane, that's like the day before New Year's Eve. Yeah. So kick off your weekend on a Thursday, people. Kick off your holiday a little early. Come hang with us. Enjoy the rap party! It's going to be awesome. Scarlet Lane is actually the the beer of horror or something like that. It's it's kind of amazing. Like all of their their brews are after all kinds of horror and ghostly shit. Ooh. So it's the perfect little marriage. I've been, we've been wanting to do something with them for a hot minute, and we're very very excited. I'm just going to move there.
1: So. I, I'm just going to come for like a month and just. Come to all of the things, because I'm missing clearly missing all the cool stuff. Well, yeah. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. (laughs) It's true. Like, Disney's cool, but also, this stuff sounds way cooler.
0: (laughs) I mean, the only haunted thing you have at Disney is the mansion, for fuck's sake. You know that place has got to be haunted for real, though. The Haunted Mansion. I just get vibes in there. I don't think they've ever dusted, either.
1: No. It's all for... The ambiance, yeah, it's free ambiance. So, listen, before we jump anywhere, I have to know. I'm going to ask you first because I'm asking you to ask myself: Are you have you watched anything in the last two days that you want to talk about?
0: Watched? Hmm.
1: Aside from CSI and Mm-mm. the X Files,
0: I don't think so. No, that really cool Van Gogh thing. It was very depressing, by the way.
1: Oh, Van Gogh's mean... horribly depressing. There's nothing. B- like beautiful i mean it's beautiful but it's also it's just beautiful. sad
0: but he's also like the the og selfie guy
1: yeah i didn't even realize that no but anyway back to your question no i have not you watched van Gogh? is all you, is what you watched in the past the, li- <laughs> that was my
0: thing yeah other than csi miami and x files
1: well did i, I ha- miss something yeah I- I mean absolutely if you're not talking about it just for a quick moment there's a new show on Showtime and yes everyone who's groaning saying I don't have Showtime you should because Dexter is on Showtime I don't watch Dexter I'm just saying I'm sure a lot of people do and have Showtime for it but there is a brand new show that just came out starring uh, Juliette Lewis is in it Christina Ricci is in it all amazing amazingly talented actresses who've been in the business for a very long time. It's a show called Yellow Jackets on Showtime. Okay. And it's like Lord of the Flies meets Lost meets like Babysitter's Club. Not Babysitter's Club. Now and then.
0: I might be too old for now and then.
1: It's It was like an 80s, uh, 80s movie. It's basically these girls who are on the soccer team who's... Uh, they're going to nationals, and their plane goes down in Canada.
0: oh fuck!
1: and some shit goes down, and they basically form their own like culty like wearing animal skins like society and oh, the show takes place on two timelines: the timeline where they're teenage girls, and the timeline where they've grown old with this secret that they've basically is being uh, dug up by something. And so the girls come together in the future to figure out who is trying to expose them and what really happened out there.
0: Oh my God, that sounds amazing.
1: There's like culty stuff. It's super gross. Uh, It's amazing. It's absolutely incredible. Uh, The pilot aired two nights ago, so episode two will be out by the time this airs, but I cannot recommend this show enough. It is, it, it's gross, but damn it, it is good. It's very, it's some good TV.
0: So it's Juliette Lewis, not Juliette Louie dreyfus right?
1: Juliette Lewis from like National Born Killers. And yes.
0: Okay, because Chris doesn't like the one from Seinfeld. He like can't stand her. I adore her. Yeah. But okay, so Chris may watch this. Okay, cool.
1: Yeah, and Christina Ricci's just, she only comes in at the end of the first episode of the, of the premiere, uh, but Monica... Oh, Lewin. what's her name, Linsky, Monica Linsky she was on Two and a Half Men and she's been in tons of stuff, she's also in it and she's an incredible actress but the, the ensemble cast from the young girls to the uh, the older versions of the young girl, it's just so damn good. And oh wow. It's very, I think it's going to lean pretty culty and spooky so it's definitely up the uh, alley of our audience. So Oh nice, nice.
0: I I Thought about getting showtime for Dexter, but I, I pretty much have PTSD after the ending of it the first time around.
1: Well, and the way it's going out, it sounds like it's probably gonna go down the same path. I know people who are just as mad about it. Really? <laughs> like, yeah. Mm-hmm. For fuck's sake, showtime. Sometimes things just it's hard to end something. You know, imagine you've made like a 40-hour movie and you've committed to all these characters for 40 hours. Wrapping that up is hard. But, but people can do it. Oh, it's been done multiple times. Yeah.
0: More but often than not. More
1: more often than, <laughs> than not. <laughs> well, Like Breaking Bad is like Better Call Saul is also great. Like just as good as Breaking Bad is. So it's it can be done, but also I feel like it is a challenge. But uh if you're in yeah, get showtime. I mean, Get it for Yellow Jackets because I feel like when all 10 episodes are said and done, this show is going to go down as like an iconic. And the music is great. You got like Smashing Pumpkins, Marky Mark oh. and the Funky Bunch. Like, it's all because it all takes place in the 90s.
0: That is my jam, man, right now. 90s alternative and grunge 24-7. Yeah,
1: 1996 is where one storyline takes place and then present day is the is the other piece. So all the music in the 90s is just just chef's kiss anyway
0: 1996 that's a year after Chris and I got married that's how long we've been married <laughs> I did not know that until this moment 1995 and had a set of twins the same year oops <laughs> okay on that note let's hit up some paranormal in the news this comes to us from Lad Bible
1: oh a, a a a good one
0: Yeah, the headline reads, Residents of Small Australian Town Terrified by Mysterious Creepy Doll. What's with the fucking tiny print? Lad Bible, I probably should have just zoomed in. (laughs) So, what do we got here? It says, residents of a small town in Australia have been seriously creeped out by a, hard quotes, haunted doll that sits on a swing near to a mangrove swamp. It's the stuff of nightmares, and certainly the the last thing you'd want to encounter late at night or early in the morning. But the people of Lucinda, North Queensland, know well enough to avoid this spooky toy. They even attribute the malevolent magic of the doll to failed fishing trips.
1: Okay. Ooh, spooky.
0: Troubles with boats probably due to the proximity of the water. I mean, if that's... I mean, I'm not trying to piss you off, sweet baby doll, but that's all you got. I'm just saying. Obviously, so they say, it's completely terrifying in the first place, but when you factor in the fact that it could also be casting evil spells, it gets even worse. The town, which is 90 miles north of Townsville, only has a population of 406 (laughs) all of, they need to get out more. There's
1: your problem right there. <laughs>
0: yeah, inbreeding. Sorry if you're from there. Um, okay, all of whom are presumably well aware of the bad luck that swirls around this mysterious swinging doll. You know, maybe it's a fishing town. Maybe that's why they're upset about the... the, the I I can't even with the story. I probably should have read it first. Okay, Higginbrook's local political representative, Nick DeMetto, told the Townsville Bulletin, and I quote, Everyone seems to know about the doll, but nobody really wants to talk about it. Somehow, that makes even stranger and more unnerving. According to (laughs) DeMetto, No one knows or is willing to own up to knowing who even put the doll there. Perhaps no one actually did. Maybe it arrived there on its own accord. Okay, people. Chill
1: the fuck out. Come on now.
0: We're having a common okay. sense
1: and yeah. logic out the window.
0: So it's... I feel like this is something like everybody's grandma had in like the late 90s. It's like a swing hanging from a tree and the doll's hands are like sewn to the ropes of the swing. And um, I really thought the story was going to go into maybe she was swinging on her own. But if all she can do is fuck up a fishing trip, I feel like that it's a bad fisherman just looking for something to blame it on. And I'm ending the story right now.
1: Well, it's such an interesting social experiment, and there's a part of me that feels like maybe, just maybe, I should be the one to um go out in my neighborhood, go to like Goodwill. Well, I'd first go to the Goodwill, buy like some creepy doll. Oh, yeah. And like nail it to a higher up part of the tree and just leave it there
0: and, and see, see how what long happens.
1: see how long it takes, I think because it's like the whole thing of, like, is this dress blue or is this dress black? I think it's not going to take a lot of time for people to catch on and see that it exists and then start blaming things on it, like a fender bender that's nearby or mm-hmm. your your dog barked as it walked by. Like I think it's just so easy to shift blame on things that don't make sense instead of just being like, oh, it's a bad fishing day or, oh, my dog barked at a squirrel in the distance. Like
0: or oh i was texting and driving and hit this guy yes, yeah exactly
1: it's just so that, that's the thing it's like it 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 makes a mockery of of paranormal and supernatural mm-hmm. because when you're in a place that's supposedly haunted hopefully you're going with people who share a collective consciousness of why you're there you're taking it seriously you understand and you kind of it's like the power of deduction. You're figuring out like, okay, we saw this thing. We experienced it together. Here are the things that it could have been. Here are the things that it definitely not. And then you kind of figure that out to come to a conclusion. That's how the paranormal community, if you truly believe in it, that's how it works. Yeah. You don't, you don't just be like, I tripped and fell, a ghost pushed me. Like, you don't jump to conclusions that quickly.
0: Been investigating for way longer than I care to admit, have never, ever, ever been pushed. And why are people always pushed on the stairs?
1: Oh, yeah. I don't know. It just doesn't make, oh, excuse me, it doesn't make any sense. And it's very, uh, truly. Annoying. Yeah, it's annoying. And it's. Almost like satire of a community of people who truly are open-minded and believe in things that others don't when they're so quick to be like, oh, I didn't catch as many fish as I caught today. It must be that creepy doll on that swing. Take the swing okay. down. I guarantee you're going to have just as shitty of a fishing day than you did when the doll was up.
0: Because you're a shitty fisherman. Yeah. Okay?
1: Yeah.
0: And the boat trouble? You know, maybe check the, mo- the oil in your motor once in a while. Yeah. It might help. oh. Yeah. You can't blame
1: yourself. No.
0: No, Nobody (laughs) can take the blame for anything anymore. That's the problem with this world, and I'm stepping off my box, stepping off right now. I think I go first this week. I think you do, too. Okay. Are you ready for this? Okay. So this story idea was sent in by friend of the show, Ursula Good. Ursula. Mm, Thank you. And this is a good one, kids. Cursed waters, multiple suicides at the location, and of course, well, it's haunted. I'm about to tell you the story of the Hotel de Santo and the Tequimanda, no, Tequindama Falls in Bogota, Colombia. And that story goes a little something like this. Hotel de Santo, which translates quite literally to Hotel of the Leap has purportedly been haunted for decades. Now serving as a museum, the century-old structure in Colombia overlooks a waterfall on the Bogota River. Before the Spanish landed in South America and began wiping out the native populations, Bogota was called Bacata and was ruled over by the Muzica. These native peoples were just as advanced as the Incans and the Aztecs, but they were also woefully unprepared to deal with European diseases and weaponry. Motherfuckers. Many Muzicas were raped, murdered, and forced into slavery and servitude by the Spanish conquerors. Some chose to escape this fate by running off the edge of the Taquandama Falls. As I know, talking fucking terrifying. Yeah. (sighs) It's a big fucking waterfall, too. Like Jurassic Park type waterfall. Okay. Um, these I bet that's the same fucking waterfall, actually, now that I think about it. I think they filmed that in South America, didn't they?
1: Yeah. Uh, Or was it Hawaii? Hawaii.
0: Hawaii. Hawaii. Okay. As these desperate souls plummeted 515 feet to their deaths, They held firmly to a belief that their bodies would transform into that of an eagles. These poor people. With their new wings and lighter bodies, they'd be able to fly away from the Spanish and find freedom. While their souls may have flown away, their bodies did not survive the fall. So after I read that, I'm like... Okay, did they all jump off at once, or did they not see that these other people weren't sprouting wings on their way down? Yeah. I don't know. Question for the ages. (laughs) According to another Musica myth, Bogota was flooded, but the gods created a patch and formed the waterfall to save people from dying in the flood, making the falls a doubly important site of salvation. Several centuries later, in 1923, the wealthy architect Carlos Arturo Tapias built his spacious home near the Gruesome Falls. Within the decade, he would transform this mansion into a decadent hotel. Perhaps Tapias was simply lonely and bored, but perhaps he was seeing or hearing the echoes of spirits walking through his home's massive empty quarters this place is stunning it's it's it looks like a castle hanging off of a cliff just gorgeous um inviting people to come and stay in your home is one way to lessen the horror of living in a haunted place throwing a party is even better so that's exactly what Topias did he invited the wealthiest celebrities and politicians to stay at the newly named Hotel Del Salto. And together, they partied at the remainder of the 1920s away. So I'm picturing like this 10-year-long Great Gatsby-style party. Oh, yeah. Ugh, amazing. There is written and photogenic, photographic evidence of excessive drinking, dancing, and gluttony. The party raged on for nearly two years. Oh, so it wasn't 10, it was two. But in late October 1929, everything changed. The Wall Street crash sunk the world into an economic spiral and kick-started the Great Depression. Because many people couldn't find jobs, families weren't so keen on taking expensive vacations, or any vacations for that matter. The well-to-do aristocrats that freely partied at the Hotel De Salto were now either destitute or were being very watchful of their expenses. Consequently, there were very few guests visiting the opulent home after 1929. This was the beginning of the hotel's slow descent into darkness. <laughs> At the same time, the falls that were nearby the site had remained a popular in local legend and tradition as the place where the Musica people had found solemn, deadly peace. Locals who found themselves wrapped in a similar depression occasionally wandered out to the falls to end their lives. Many had to walk past the hotel to reach the jumping point, and the few guests that dared to stay there soon found themselves assisting police in the investigations of these suicides. This did little to improve the Hotel de Salto's reputation. Throughout the decades, numerous people leaped to their deaths at the hotel, combined with the indigenous lore surrounding the falls. It's no wonder many believe the hotel and falls are haunted to this day. Some even say the Musica cursed the land where the hotel was built. As the 1990s rapidly approached, the aging home of Carlos Arturo Tapias began to rot. People have blamed the decay on the falls and the pollution of the river, I guess there are parts of the Bogota River that are so toxic not a single species of animal can even survive. Wow. Ew. The water flowed several hundred feet below the Hotel De Salto, and it still does. If guests weren't choking on the smell of unfound suicide victims, they were gasping through the poisonous fogs. It just sounds like a lovely, lovely time. Jeez. So in the early 1990s, the hotel shut its doors while it's widely believed that the hotel de salto shut down due to the pollution and structural decay there's another prominent theory that deserves some attention many guests that stayed at the hotel while it was operating reported strange happenings at the hotel Mm. some guests claimed to see apparitions inside the hotel and out by the falls Some even said they heard quiet voices conversing in a strange language, possibly the spirits of the Musica people. According to another account, the dark energy of the falls drove a hotel guest to brutally murder a beautiful young socialite in one of the rooms, splattering the walls with her blood. They say her vengeful spirit can be seen peering from the windows of the room where she died.
1: Wow.
0: I know, right? All the stuff and all the things. (laughs) Oh, Thanks, Ursula. Um, While the hotel stood empty, tales of a loud cry emanating from within the building at night strengthen the belief that the place is haunted. Additionally, the road leading up to the building has been the site of numerous mudslides and accidents, which some believe were a sign of further paranormal activity. No, it's just because it's on a mountain, people okay um i mean i could see the 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 musicas uh cursing the land i mean that makes sense but also you have mudslides on mountains just saying and lots of accidents okay this only worsened when the hotel closed to the public as nature reclaimed bedrooms and bathrooms creeping in through the holes and the stonework curious explorers and squatters took up residence in the old mansion Some claimed that they saw shadows of people who weren't there or they were on drugs. Others heard quiet, distant conversations in a strange language. The empty, vine-covered Hotel De Salto attracted curious ghost hunters, but it also attracted lost souls. There are many accounts of drifters and mentally ill people being found dead within the hotel during these years, These misguided folks may have been lured by paranormal forces, allegedly. Mm -hmm. The Musica believed in curses. If they were being driven from their land and into extinction, it's not a far-fetched idea to wonder if they cursed the land. The Guardian's Chris McGreal wrote, and I quote, in the 1950s, collecting pre-Columbian antiques was already a local tradition, and most people in the town gave little thought to the Native Americans who had lived on the same land a millennium before them. But decades later, the old pastime has brought bitterness and tragedy. Native American curses aren't anything to laugh at. There are dozens of mysterious suicides and accidental deaths that surround the plundering and desecration of sacred Native sites. It's possible that the poisoning and the polluting of the Bogota River awakened more than one vengeful spirit from the Taquandama Falls. For more than 20 years, the Hotel del Salto Pa, Del Salto, stood physically empty. However, it buzzed with the sounds and energy of lost and broken souls. These spirits continued to enjoy their long stay at the once gorgeous palatial residence. But in 2013, they were rudely interrupted. The local government decided to renovate the building and transform it into something different, a museum. <laughs> and that museum is currently opening, open and welcoming visitors, if you dare. i You can't make this shit up. No. Though you won't be able to rent a room in the Hotel De Salto anytime soon, you can still visit the inspired and haunting location. But beware, the river that flows above and below the hotel is deadly in more ways than one. And if you hear a voice that whispers for you to follow up the road toward the Misty Falls, just ignore it. And I forgot to write down my sources.
1: (laughs) Beautifully done. Insane.
0: Insane. What does that
1: say about us, by the way, as people? As a collective people that something so dark, brooding, and tragic, and it's uh, a museum. For our entertainment,
0: literally, and like in one of the articles I read, it's it's like a shitty museum. It's like, well, I mean, it's not a shitty museum, but it's 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 about like uh, nature and shit like that. Oh, so make it a, a paranormal museum!
1: Come on. Uh, okay. See, I thought when you said museum, I thought that it was a like paying tribute to Mm-mm. the hauntings and stuff.
0: Ecological, that's the word I was looking for. It's an ecological museum, apparently, because that's what one of the exhibits was when one of the articles was written.
1: I mean, that makes sense. Logically, if this is sort of uh, a tribal haunting, so to speak, I feel like giving back to the land with that kind of museum, maybe that's the the play.
0: I feel like it should have been a museum about the Musica, and that's it.
1: Yes. Yeah. That as well.
0: well. Well, cool. Yeah. Thanks, Ursula. That was a great subject. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry about my sources. Let's hope nobody wrote anything that I plagiarized Is listening. Um, oh, I forgot to tell you during our banter, if you will, tomorrow I have an appointment with a pet communicator.
1: Oh, snap. That's gonna be so, good.
0: So since we've been doing all this shit to the house, getting it ready to sell, Venus has lost her shit. And she'll just look, if I'm not petting her, she'll look at me and just bark like right in my ear, like eardrum piercing bark. So wow. I'm hoping to find out that it's something I can communicate with her or because if it's behavioral, that means I need to get a goddamn trainer and all that other stuff because apparently I can't train a dog. So this is the perfect opportunity for a Chewy ad, don't you think? Oh, I... Cue the ad. Things are a little crazy in the world right now, but you know what makes it better? Our fur babies, of course. Whether you're a dog person or a cat person, a fish person, a bird person, Maybe you like turtles. I mean, most of those last ones don't have any fur, but you know what I mean. It always helps to save a little money. Head on over to tinyurl.com slash OF Chewy to save a little money on our fur babies and help support Oddity Files, the podcast. It's so easy to do. Just head to tinyurl.com slash OF Chewy. Do it. One thing the pandemic has taught us is comfy is key. Am I right? You need to check out Fabletics with styles for both men and women, whether you're working out while listening to Oddity Files or, you know, just hanging out on the couch watching something creepy on TV. And now with this exclusive Oddity Files promo URL, which is tinyurl.com slash Fabletics VIP, you can save 70% off of everything or get $12 bottoms when you buy two. Head to tinyurl.com slash Fabletics VIP. New VIP members exclusive, 70% off statewide offer valid in select Fabletics products on the first order you place as a new VIP member and is subject to availability at fabletics.com. Offer cannot be applied to previous purchases or the purchase of gift cards and cannot be redeemed for cash. Offer cannot be combined with any other offer, promotion, or discount. Discount is automatically applied at checkout, no promo code necessary. Just head to tinyurl.com slash fableticsvip. Tell them Oddity Files sent you. Again, that's tinyurl.com slash fableticsvip. Need more scares in your life? Well, duh, we've got you. Just head over to tinyurl.com slash shutter. And you'll automatically get seven days free of this all horror all the time streaming network from their endless selection of the best in horror, the original programming and exclusive content to their flexible membership plans. Shutter is exactly what you need. Plans start at under five bucks a month and yes, you can cancel at any time. I mean, what are you waiting for? tinyurl.com slash get shutter. tinyurl.com slash get shutter. G-E-T-S-H-U-D-D-E-R. Let's get scared. Like the idea of an escape room, but don't want to leave the house? <laughs> I feel ya. Have you heard of Hunt Killer? It's this really neat concept, and it's delivered straight to your home. And you know what? They need homebody detectives just like you. After her sister Beth's death is declared an accident, one needs you to help prove she was murdered. Sort through evidence, piece together clues, and catch the killer in this gripping murder mystery game. It's like an escape room delivered to your door Every month, find out why Bustle says a massive, intricate murder mystery. Does this not literally sound like a dream come true for any true crime fan? Or the Washington Post says it's not for the faint of heart. Is this calling your name? Does this sound like your jam? Head to tinyurlcom promo to get your murder mystery sent to your door today. that's tinyurlcom promo. Is it time to spruce up the place? Are those cobwebs not really decorations? Do you just need a change? Well, I've got the deal for you. Dot and Bow has so much to offer. Everything from just sprucing up the bathroom with new towels to light fixtures Living room furniture, bedroom furniture, even office furniture. They have everything from the top trends today. Or maybe you're just looking for that haunted mansion type vibe. And I mean same. Dot and Bo has everything you need. So head on over to tinyurl.com dot and promo. Help out the podcast, spruce up the place. I mean, we don't want Aunt Susan walking in again this holiday season saying, Oh, nothing's changed, do we? Do it now. tinyurl.com slash dot and bow promo. Wondering if your loved ones are around you?
1: Wish there was a way to find out?
0: Now you can.
1: Introducing Paranormal Crossroad Spirit Sessions. In home, in person.
0: Limited time only. Book now at com. And we're back. Awesome. So Nick texted me his subject today and I'm like, you know, I don't know, or maybe I heard it on a different podcast. I'm not sure. But I mean, as you all know, I I do listen to podcasts here and there, but my my favorite murder is my jam. And I'm pretty sure Karen did a story on it and it wasn't oddity Files. So I can't wait to hear your version of this story Nicholas.
1: It's funny. I think there are eventually we hit a point where, and I was just actually proved by your story and our Paranormal on the News, that there's like the same recurring themes that that sort of intertwine with our stories. And it makes knowing whether we told them very difficult to know. Yes. So this is one of those that this takes place on a body of water, similar to your story, similar to the Paranormal on the News we talked about. Oh, God, I didn't even think about that. It's it's hard. So I'm like, I've heard, I know you've talked about bodies of water before. I've talked about bodies of water before. Did I tell this story before? Did you tell this? St- we'll never know, really. We'll never know. <laughs> but it's going to be a different
0: version of whatever story if it was
1: told. Yeah. Well, this is another good one because this is relevant. So this is from... Um, com, and this was actually written uh july 2021 oh wow super yeah, recent. so another relevant and if you hear any strange noises on my end of my microphone disney's fireworks are going off right now and will be for the next 12 minutes so i apologize if there are some like low booms uh when you're listening to this
0: I do love your Instagram stories where you're just watching the fireworks in your backyard because that's so fucking magical.
1: It never gets old until they set them off. They've been, I think, they're like trying to unfuck like the terrible fireworks show that they've put out recently by revamping it at eleven thirty at night when they can test fireworks, and that's been a little bit annoying. But it's fine. It's fine.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's okay. Fucking mouse. <laughs> okay, let me move my windows over so I can see your lovely face while I'm telling the story because I think it'll get some reactions. And I like there... to
0: watch your face when I tell my two. That's funny.
1: Oh, look at us. We're so adorable. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right. May 9th, 2021, it was just a normal afternoon when a report broke that an explosion on a boat carrying several people uh happened. <laughs> there was an explosion. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's no fun. Pause for I a wonder if they have a swinging doll.
1: Maybe. Oh. On the boat were six people, including two teenagers who were injured and had to be airlifted to the hospital. Oh. With spring and summer around the corner, words of a curse associated to this body of water reared its head on social media as the number of people... Who die there continued to rise.
0: Oh, snap. This is the cursed episode. The cursed body of water
1: episode. Uh, So, the body of water I'm referring to is Lake Lanier, which is in uh, a reservoir that's situated in Georgia's Blue Ridge Mountains. Um, It has close to 76 recreational areas, including 10 marinas, 40 corpse operated. Core operated course.
0: <laughs> I was gonna be like, Oh snap, they have to have a <laughs> mortar,
1: yeah. They have <laughs> whole bodies, 40 core operated parks and campgrounds, and Lake Lanier Islands. The expanse of its shoreline runs 690 miles, and the lake is well known for its aqua blue colored water breathtaking scenery and countless recreational activities marijuana not being one of them because it's the state of georgia
0: and death
1: (laughs) death (laughs) despite its beauty the lake has taken on a sinister reputation because of the disturbing number of unfortunate events that have occurred there
0: Bum, bum, bum.
1: And if I pause awkwardly, where I'm pulling this from, there are ads that keep popping up on the site. Oh, I hate that! So it's the articles dancing all over the page, <laughs> trying to keep up with it. Anyway, okay, here we go. According to the Georgia Department of Natural Resources Law Enforcement, also known as G D O N R L <laughs> E.
0: God damn it! Okay.
1: 57 boating fatalities took place at the reservoir, while 145 people drowned to their deaths between 1998 and 2018.
0: Oh, shit! That's a lot!
1: That's a lot of casualties. That's a lot. From 2015 to 2018, Lake Lanier saw 43 lake-related deaths and 128 boating accidents. That's just um, four where's
0: years Where's the DNR making sure people aren't d- drinking and boating?
1: <laughs> That's where I want to know. Like, this is a doll situation all over again. On mm-hmm. May 26, 2020, a 33-foot boat was navigating the waters and was hit by a 36-foot boat that was coming for its help. No deaths were reported, only injuries. Oh, shit. A few more accidents for you before I tell you why these accidents are relevant in june 2020 a crash caused the death of a nine-year-old and a 13-year-old went missing when the boat hit a pontoon oh my fucking god the number of deaths happening at the reservoir continues to grow every year and fast forward to may 9th 2021 the body of a 23-year-old boater who went missing from the lake on that saturday was recovered after 24 hours Oh, my gosh. Authority said he jumped off a pontoon and just never came back. The fuck? This is some crazy shit. I was pretty blown away when I read this story. In another accident, and this is the last one I will be uh, talking about before we move into the, into the meat and potatoes of the story. This took place on May 9th as well. The same oh. time, May 9th, 2021. A boat exploded... And the six people, including two teenagers, were severely injured. A 16-year-old girl and a 13-year-old boy were flown to a nearby hospital, while a 39-year-old woman was taken to another medical facility. The explosion happened as the boat was refueling at gas docks at the Port of Indecision, according to DNR spokesman Mark McKinnon. Well, so, the Port
0: of Indecision sounds sketchy as it, it is.
1: <laughs> yeah, it does. This whole lake. And I have actually been on this lake. Uh, Really? I have been on the bank of this lake because (laughs) I used to go to Blue Ridge uh, quite frequently. It was like our Florida. Oh, is it
0: close to there? Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, it's right. It's in Blue Ridge. Okay.
0: So Is that where your Bigfoot Museum is?
1: Yep. Okay. It's what makes this lake so dangerous. That's what we're going to talk about today. Um, And the first thing, which is a very simple thing, and I'm sure many of you have guessed it, Lake Lanier is a man made reservoir that was created in the 1950s to provide water, hydroelectricity, and recreation opportunities to residents of Sugar Hill, Gwinnett County, and the rest of metro Atlanta. Many families were displaced from their homes, and many communities were flooded to make way for the lake. It was officially ready in 1957 with the completion of the Buford Dam by the Corps of Engineers. Apart from farms, orchard or or <laughs> orcas or orchards like, and how big is that lake? a number of existing cemeteries and family graveyards were also mm. displaced. Ahem, an estimated mm. twenty cemeteries were impacted by the creation of Lake Lanier. However, these displacements were done in an organized manner hard quotes sure. using detailed maps hard quotes as a way to estimate the boundaries of lake lanier even harder quotes all efforts were made to relocate family graveyards and church cemeteries and as often as possible they were moved to where other family members were buried i don't buy any of this by no the
0: way. nor do i
1: so the question now they
0: left the bodies i'm sorry Poltergeist Mm.
1: reference. I wonder where they got that reference from. Probably Lake Mm -hmm. Lanier. With the the talk of cemeteries, with the talk of these curses, as I'm getting served a Yellow Jackets ad on the right side of my page (laughs) right now, uh, now streaming on Showtime. Yeah. (laughs) With the cemeteries and the displacement and things like that and the history, is Lake Lanier haunted? Well, uh, absolutely it is. And we're going (laughs) to talk about it. Over the years, several divers have reported eerie sightings under the murky waters of the lake. There are actually countless videos on YouTube that show houseboats that remain sunken in the waters along with debris. Divers have also reported seeing a catfish as big as a Volkswagen and feeling creepy body parts in the lake. Nope.
0: This is all First of all, of that stuff. catfish I can't.
1: I oh that's oh yeah. no, oh, oh oh just, just roaming around probably feasting on the the oh, yeah. limbs God. of the deceased longtime diver Buck Buchanan. Oh Buck, <laughs> that's a new T-shirt. Uh, <laughs> in one of his interviews, said he's felt the dead in the waters of Lake Lanier, and this is his quote: okay. "You reach out into the dark and you feel an arm or a leg, and it doesn't move. That's creepy." Buchanan said, (laughs) "He's not wrong, really, though. Uh, Maybe I don't know. Uh, Would you trust a man named Buck Buchanan?
0: Fuck no. (laughs) I feel like if you find a body underwater, you bring it back up with
1: you. (laughs) Yeah, you strap it, go up to the top, get some air. Many people are still of the belief that the souls of the unclaimed bodies are still moving beneath the surface. Out of the many Mm. suicides, drownings, and accidents at the lake." There are some bodies that just haven't been found yet, according to Nicola- Nicholas Baggett of the Army Corps, uh, or that haven't been found yet, according to Nicholas Baggett of the Army Corps of Engineers. For divers like Buchanan and many others who share the same belief, no claimed body means spookier waters. I mean, quoting our boy Buck Buchanan again, he says nobody's been able to lay them to rest. They're on the bottom of Lanier. Hopefully, you find them. Before they find you. Oh, Buck. Yeah, he loves, he's a good storyteller. He probably tells good he, fishing stories.
0: I bet the curse stopped him from catching fish, too.
1: He just sits by the lake, good old Buck Buchanan, like, I'm here to catch that Volkswagen sized catfish. And the moment I do, yee, I'm going to open up a museum on the lake.
0: Catfish nuggets <laughs> for the rest <laughs> of my life.
1: You get catfish nuggets. You get catfish <laughs> nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> But in 1958, and this is where the story comes to a close, we're, going, we're taking it back to where it all began. In okay. 1958, the Leah Parker Young and Susie Roberts crashed near the Jerry Jackson Bridge, one of the original structures of Lake Lanier, after they lost control of their vehicle while speeding away from a local gas station without paying. Oh. The women Kids never, these days. Yeah. Yeah. Or those days. It's those days back in the 50s, I say. The women never made it home, and 18 months later, fishermen saw the decomposing and bloated body of a woman floating on the lake surface with no arms and missing two toes. Oh, that catfish. That's how the catfish
0: got as big as a Volkswagen.
1: Yep. It's just eating on these, uh, these snacking bodies. on some thieves. The, the body couldn't be identified by coroners, but the locals near Dawsonville were sure it was Dalia. They were sure it was her because dozens of drivers on State Route 53 had seen her after she vanished. <gasps> she allegedly appeared as a handless spirit who roamed down the highway in a blue dress. The ghost appeared to be lost, said many who had witnessed her presence. It didn't take long for D'Elia's legend to pass off as a myth. Three decades passed since then, and D'Elia's and Susie's names were forgotten. Around this time, renovation work on the bridge began, and as construction workers dredged the bottom of the lake, they found the wreckage of a 1954 Ford model that the women were last seen speeding away in.
0: Oh, snap.
1: Also discovered inside that 1954 Ford model vehicle were Susie's bones. Dental records verified the identity. The handless body they had buried in the past was relabeled with Delia's name. And as for Susie, some say she can still be spotted wandering the back roads of State Route 53, making her way from Dawsonsville to the top of the old bridge. Oh
0: snap! I bet she's happier now that they're calling her the right fucking name.
1: Yeah, and uh, there is actually, so the the name is Lady of the Lake. That, okay. Yes. Yes, that is that is who they are, um, ladies of the lake. But they actually have a gravestone that is marked uh, Dalia and Susie, and on the Aww. gravestone it says Lady of the Lake.
0: I love it. It was Karen on My Favorite Murder who told that. Um, yeah. She loves the spooky as much as we do. So, yay, super, I love that story.
1: Super crazy, super spooky, and just kind of an all-around good time, except for the fact that people keep getting pretty messed up on this lake. But, you know, yeah. I, full circle back. Is it that things just happen? This is obviously a massive reservoir. This is a mm-hmm. massive piece of property. Um you know, are bad things gonna happen, and can it be blamed on the body of water and the history of this body of water? Absolutely. Is it saying that yeah. it is haunted by two women who are out to like wreck everybody on top of the graveyards that have been buried beneath it? I don't know, maybe I, well,
0: hell, you don't even know maybe it would there was some like Native American burial ground they didn't even try to salvage or whatever the word is for moving graves but you don't even know i feel like this has a higher chance of being cursed than that doll 100
1: percent. and there's more there's more history here there are multiple different stories the myth has been passed on uh from generation to generation there um is is kind of a rooted piece of racism as well under a piece of the property that when they were actually uh kind of pumping this lake, building this lake. A majority of the property was actually, um, uh, the the residents were a black community and they basically just, they weren't kind to force them out. And a lot of them wound up losing their lives as well, (sighs) which combines, there's a lot of history to this lake. There's a lot of history to the curse specifically, and who truly is haunting this reservoir. It's not just the lake. Yeah. I mean, this is a giant, giant piece of property. So it's crazy. Um, but I, I kind of want to go peep around and, and talk yeah. to some locals and, and hear the locals' version of the story people who would live there and uh, their whole lives. That's yeah, what I want to
0: know. That would be so amazing. So amazing. I, c- I can't imagine it's these. <laughs> these girls doing all of that. I feel like there's no. just so many scenarios and a giant catfish that could cause shit to go awry for sure.
1: Yep. But pretty cool. I've never heard of it before. And <clears throat> I guess I've been, I, when I looked where Lake Lanier was, I was like, holy shit, I've been there. I have been on the property. I've skipped rocks in that water. I didn't skip them because I'm terrible at doing that, but a friend did. <laughs> I was just throwing rocks in the water. So Oh,
0: I love it. I love it. Actually, the lake here in Bloomington is a, a, Army of Engineer Reservoir as well. I've never looked into whether uh, there were any people living there before they made the lake. I know the lake in Geist, there's a town underwater there. So I wonder. I guess it was the town of – it was owned by a man named Geist. His last name was Geist. Oh. so Yeah. So uh, Tom Britt, who uh, runs Town Post – magazines was telling me the story so very very cool stuff I need to look into that story I did uh, look up what a palm root is supposed to do the palm root uh, crystal I have it's a fossilized palm root is exactly what it is Um, it's for tender and gentle transformation it assists us to balance and soothe emotions dissolve emotional feel Fear, not feel, release negative repetitive behaviors, and ease our feelings of depression and anxiety. And I feel like we all need a little
1: bit of fossilized palm root in our life right now. Did you just cure werewolfism? Like, Why have we been using silver bullets when we could just use fossilized palm root to stop werewolf transformations?
0: I mean, sure. Why not? (laughs) Why didn't I have this last week when I told my werewolf slash dog man story? Or exactly. for us two days ago.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Two whole days ago.
0: I do have a listener story, but guys, you're not off the hook. First, I appreciate so much everybody who has been sending in stories. You guys are amazing uh, and it's so appreciated. But those of you who haven't, still waiting. Yep. And I'm hearing Crickets. So, little guilt trip for you on a f- whatever day it is you're listening to this. Send those stories to Crew at gmail.com. This email starts off, Hi, Oddity Crew. I had written a story earlier this year about a shadow-like hand reaching through my locked window while I slept in my living room floor. I remember that one. Mm-hmm. I wanted to contribute some other creepy happenings in my life to support the lack of stories right now. I love you for that. Bless you. Yes. I want to say again how much I absolutely love the show and that listening to the newest Oddity Files is still my Friday night cooking ritual. Yay. We love you right back. Okay, story goes, my girlfriend and I had a small string of creepy and unexplained occurrences for a brief period of time in an apartment we shared in Denver, Colorado, a few years back. It started one morning when I had just woken up for the day. My girlfriend was up before me and immediately grabbed me the second my alarm went off and said she felt someone breathe directly into her face a couple of minutes beforehand. Nope. Pass. I hope that ghost brushed its teeth. Still groggy and confused, I asked her to explain what happened and she said that while she was laying there awake, she felt something exhale directly into her face and it sounded like a man breathing. We talked it through and I chalked it up to just a bad dream that had spilled over into while she was awake. But that same day, our cat Ichabod... Love that name for a cat. I do too. Started acting more unusual than cats already are. To start, we couldn't find him anywhere. He's a cat who is very social with us and is always out lounging. We finally found him curled up under an end table, someplace he had never hidden before. And he was very defensive about being taken out from there. We wanted to be sure that he was not hurt And that's what was making him hide, but there was no physical harm on him that we could see. From there, he was very cautious and skittish walking around the apartment. But the creepiest part happened when he made his way to our bedroom. I followed him over, curious as to why he was so cautious. And when he crossed into the room, he stopped. He hissed loudly with ears fully back and sprinted back into the living room. Oh, my God. I don't know what I would do.
1: Uh,
0: (laughs) Yeah, I immediately ran into the bedroom to see what could have caused this. But of course, nothing was there. He continued to be very skittish and cautious throughout the apartment for the next couple of days. Last thing to happen is when I was doing dishes and talking to my girlfriend from our kitchen area, which overlooked the living room area, while talking and just staring out into the living room, I watched my Xbox controller leap off of my TV stand and land a few inches away. Wow. That's a lot. (laughs) I distinctly watched it slide across and fly to the ground as if someone gently pushed it off the stand where it was at. My girlfriend confirmed that she had seen it too, and I can say that there was no way it just slipped off since it was set a few inches from the edge and there was nothing that could have caused it to fall off anyway, to include the cat who was still hiding at the time. After this, things just went back to normal. No more phantom breathing in faces, no more moving objects, and Ichabod returned to his normal cat self. Can't ever explain what happened with all that. Don't know if random paranormal events are such a thing, but needless to say, it was a creepy and uneasy feeling in the apartment for those couple days, and very glad it went away on its own. Hope the story was interesting and entertaining, have a couple more, I'll say, for later times. Love you guys. VR, which means very respectfully, since it confused you both the last time, Adrian. <laughs> oh. Wow.
1: Yeah, I love that. I would. That's a lot happening at once, and I would just, like, I would turn into a ball, and I'd just cry. i turn into a <laughs> roly-poly, and just roll away. He's <laughs> like, I'm done. I quit. Bye. Well,
0: I, my mind is going to what would cause like this almost paranormal flurry and then
1: it's just gone yeah, right yeah and maybe
0: it was a spirit passing through I don't know i'm I, I, I want to look into it yeah I, I take it he's not in the apartment anymore, but still I, I have all the questions that I'm sure Adrian has no answers for so oh. but that was amazing indeed. Yes. So, everybody, take two seconds. It's a holiday. It's a holiday mm-hmm. weekend. You have time. It takes 20 minutes, tops. Just type up your little story. Even if you want to write it down on a notepad, take a picture of it. Email it to Crew at gmail.com. But make sure it's zoomed in because I have old eyes. Okay. So, we do appreciate all y'all we listening. Every week. It's every good. time. We love you, right?
1: Right, amen. Preach! Happy Thanksgiving. Check out,
0: yes, happy Thanksgiving, happy holiday. Now it's the holiday. Now we can talk Christmas yes, from here. On- well, until December starts, and then we're going on hiatus. Um, but <laughs> check out all the things Oddity Files at flow dot page slash Oddity Files. You know, if you're feeling you know, in the giving mood, pop on over to our Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash files. If you're broke, head on over to Apple and leave us a review. Mm-hmm. There's all the choices. Every little bit helps and we wouldn't be here without you guys. Weird as the... Nope. I have to thank our Patreon producers, Doug malden Locke, Ryan Hoke, Donald Blanchflower. I'm Kitsy Duncan. Where does the new cool.
1: And I sounded very robotic just then. I'm (laughs) Nick Floyd. Ghost on.
0: Yay. Sound like Siri. A little bit. Are you a coffee addict like me? Well, check out Bones Coffee Company. Coffee isn't just a drink that wakes you up in the morning. It's an experience. When you brew a pot of Bones Coffee Company coffee, they want you to have the best experience you've ever had. They only roast carefully selected beans to perfection in small batches to ensure that you get the freshest coffee delivered straight to your door. The care given to each of those small batches is evidenced through the rich, full-bodied and exceptionally smooth taste you'll get out of every cup of Bones Coffee Company you drink. You guys, this is amazing. First and foremost, I love coffee. I love wine and I love bourbon, but I love coffee. So check it out and help out the podcast. Go to tinyurl.com slash bonescoffee. Get your coffee fix and help out your favorite podcast. We appreciate you. Thanks for listening. Head to flow.page slash oddityfiles for all things Oddity Files. Links to our merch, links to our sponsors, links to all the things Oddity Files. We appreciate your continued support. We appreciate you spreading the word. Please don't forget to leave a review on wherever you're listening. Again, all things Oddity Files at flow.page slash oddityfiles. Theme music provided by James Grice, edited by me. Take care. We'll see you next time. No, you won't. You'll hear us next time. Bye.